It's that time in the week where we join our friends over at Blacklock's Report. We haven't talked to them uh, in a few days here, of course, and we got lots to talk about. So let's bring in our guy, Tom Corsi, who is the managing editor over at Blacklock's Reporter. Holy Tom, it's been busy. Like, busy. Yeah, it has been active, hasn't it? Have you ever seen, have you, do you remember a time in Ottawa? I'm trying to think back to a time when it's been this kind of nutty cuckoo with the news cycles. Oh, you know, it's all a blur, really. <laughs> it's a 41-year yeah. blur for me, Alex. That's true. It's when you shovel crap for a living. Yeah, there it all starts to look the same in Ottawa, I guess. Nonetheless, I know you guys have been digging into a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, is the kind of more, uh, you know, boring, important stuff that gets missed. But I think it really dives into some of the issues that we're dealing with on these emergency uh, measures. And I, frankly, I don't know where the outrage is on these banking uh, penalties that they have initiated. The banks have frozen nearly eight million in accounts connected to the convoys. You know, Christian Freeland came out and was adamant that if you just gave a few bucks, that's not who they're going after. And yet there's this Commons Finance Committee and on Tuesday, they basically said um, that the banks tipped off were tipped off by the RCMP, which, of course, was denied by the RCMP. And then they started freezing accounts. And, you know, apparently if you give 20, 30 bucks, in fact, you can get caught up in this. It, it does affect donors and it is not subject to court warrant if they mm-hmm. are uh, if you are mistakenly have your accounts frozen or even if you donated funds, uh, they say after February 15th, but you're relying really on the sensibilities of uh, police and bankers to give a damn about your civil rights. Good luck. Uh, It's an absolutely dreadful order. So bad, the cabinet has lost support in the Senate of one of its most reliable supporters, a uh, former federal judge, uh, Pierre Delphon, former president of the yeah. Quebec liberal yeah. wing, who said, I'm out of here on this. You, this is so obviously unlawful, unconstitutional, unfair, and unwrong. This is the thing, Alex, the precedent has been set. And that is, if you engage in political protest, if you express political thought that is subsequently determined to be unlawful, you can pay a heavy financial price a truly dreadful precedent. Well, yeah, because there's absolutely no due process. And and Glenn, my producer, and I, we've spoke, we've been speaking to two people now who have had their accounts frozen for a number of days. They weren't connected to this thing. They don't want to talk because they're terrified of what might happen. But when you think about weaponizing a bank account, um, you know, to to go after a political cause, which may be a nuisance to this government, but the, the implications wide ranging, how they didn't get this right. I mean, spin is one thing, but when you're going to announce a policy like that, you've got to be able to say, this is how it works. This is who specifically it targets. And these are the measures. But th- this either was crafted so badly or so wrongly, I just don't even understand how they thought it could work. And I'm not against going after foreign funding or money laundering or terrorists. That's not what I, that's not what I'm saying. But we have laws on the books for that. Right. And and fifty dollars to a trucker's protest against vaccine mandates is not like financing Al Qaeda, which was the point of the law when Parliament introduced it after nine eleven. That's warped. That's frankly berserk legislative logic. But the die is cast, Alex. It doesn't matter when, as inevitably cabinet must, repeal this order. Now it's on the table. And anyone who thinks there's no precedent is very naive. Who wouldn't 
in the future want to freeze Greenpeace's accounts for blocking a pipeline? Who would mm-hmm. not want to go after political protesters that just happen to get on your nerves? Who wouldn't want to freeze the accounts of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers if they shut down the plant, resulting in economic harm to an employer? That's what Cabinet has normalized. Even their friends say in private, in the House, some public in the Senate, this is horrifying. How can you not see how terrible a precedent this is? Yeah, well, no question about it. It uh, it defies logic. Um, meanwhile, you know, there's been a, a lot of pressure for the Prime Minister ju- to justify this Emergencies Act, which was never justifiable. And, of course, they wouldn't say when are they going to get rid of it. And then, of course, today he comes out and says... Yeah, we're going to get rid of it because apparently the crisis is gone now. But the whole thing, I mean, with this is that they never provided evidence on this, Tom. They never put forward a case like this is what we're doing. Here's what we've got. This is the intelligence we have. And, and the Senate was saying, look, you want us to rubber stamp this extraordinary power, but you're not showing us the evidence. And so, you know, no one's comfortable with playing this game. And I, I guess they got finally caught up in it. And and the Senate, frankly, was prepared to ratify this. Don't, don't make no mistake. The civil libertarians and people who are concerned about precedent, as you mentioned, process of law, the rights of individuals to dissent is a minority on Parliament Hill. Isn't it interesting, though, Alex? They want this to go away. Cabinet has sent out this signal uh, that now is a time for healing, not just exactly. This was one of those events that diminished the reputation of everybody who was involved in it. Mm -hmm. I mean everybody. No one came out of this with an enhanced reputation. The greater the reputation, the more they had to lose. So the truckers lost the least because they were depicted as crazy Nazi uh, misogynist clowns. Guess who loses the most? That's cabinet. Those are supposed to be the leaders. Those are supposed to be people who know better and look at what they did. Yeah, but you know, you look at the damage of these things, and and to your point, like the precedent's set now. Moving forward, you know, the cause you hate today becomes the cause you love tomorrow, or the politician you hate today becomes the the politician you love tomorrow. Whatever the precedent's now set, and the damage is done because this has been, I think, we can agree, a political game from the outset. The damage, though, with the mistrust and the overreach, all of that stuff, it doesn't go away. It just it might go away for the prime minister or the politicians, but it doesn't go away in this country. And there has to be an inquiry under the Emergencies Act. It's a statutory requirement. There has to be an inquiry that must uh, commence within 60 days, must report within a year. I can just make a prediction. I'm going to be the amazing Kreskin just this once. Do you know what that (laughs) inquiry is going to find? The inquiry will find there was no emergency. There was no Nazi insurrection. This was a bunch of people who were fed up and they engaged in a regular parking. That's it. Yeah, but there are, I think we both know there's going to be a number of lawsuits. There's going to be a number of class action suits. There's going to be a number of findings that, um, you know, we will end up paying for. But, but you know, to the point, like, you know this stuff. You know how Ottawa works. When you put these powers through, you have to be able to back it up with evidence. And for some reason, this government didn't think it had to present any of that. They just felt that, well, their colleagues will vote with it. The NDP will prop it up. And, yeah, we'll just get the Senate to rubber stamp it. And, and that's not how it works. It's not how it should work. No, I agree. Cabinet looks weak and cynical at the same time. It's just it's just a really bad look. This is a legacy item. 
There were some legislators got confused, Alex. It, I don't know if the, it was a panicky time. Green Party, Elizabeth May, she has something to answer for. There was, according to some polling data, widespread Green Party support for the civil libertarian ideals that were expressed by Freedom Convoy truckers. I, maybe she got excited and panicky. I don't know. But if you can't keep your head when others are losing theirs, mm-hmm. then what's yeah. the point? Yeah. What an ugly chapter in this country. When you think of all the stuff going on around the world with the true emergencies like Ukraine, and you think, really, this is the game you played right now? Uh, boy, oh, boy. No question. I'm glad you guys will be digging into the nonsense after the fact, because that's how we will find out all the uh, games. Anyway, Tom, very nice of you to chat with us about this. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Alex. That is Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. It is subscription-based and worth every penny, so they will get the goods when no one else is paying attention. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point.